Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's time. Bonjour. We are live with Aaron Berg. Uh, Aaron, who's Skyping in all the way from the main streets of New York. But you're not in the city right now, right? You're in Delaware. What the fuck are you doing in Delaware? My uh, in-laws live here. We've been here. We, uh, it's been a quick little visit. Been five weeks and change now. Are you good with your in-laws? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. <laughs> Bob and I are great. We hang out. We golf together. You're still allowed to golf in the state of Delaware. There's many blessings here. Okay. You can golf. There's outdoor space. It's quiet. No one gives you a hard time. The numbers aren't high here. I think in our county, I just saw today, there's 800 and something cases. Oh. Uh, you know, How many people are in the county? Ton of people here. I don't know. Nine fifty. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's. I don't think it's bad. I don't know how many people live here, but you know, it's. We've been pretty much locked down, but it doesn't. It's not as bad as it would have been in New York. And we got a house in New York. We want to get back. My wife has these immune diseases, so we can't be running around. And if we go home, all we're gonna do is be locked in our place. And then you got to go grocery shopping with hundreds of thousands of people. And here, it's like. It's not a problem. So we'll stay a bit longer and then go back. But nice to see you is what I was trying to say. Dude, fucking likewise. I know we had that plan May 1st, me, you, Mike, uh, Gino. We're supposed to be in New York doing uh, mm-hmm. stand-up. Obviously, that fell through. Um, so I was talking what about do you mean? Mike. We still got a couple weeks to see yeah. if it pans out. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. Dude, you, you know what we were saying? With Mike, we were talking about... half-empty guy. No, no, we were yeah, saying with Mike, Mike even if they lift it, he goes, they're not going to let us in the country. Yeah, that's true. That's the biggest will, issue now. Clubs won't be open for a long time. But no. you're crushing it. You don't give a shit. I don't you give a shit. Patreon show. You got your other show. Yeah, I'm you're doing writing. a lot of podcasts, writing. So I'm keeping. That's what I tell people is uh, when they're like, "Hey, man, are you are you are you sad? Are you not getting work?" I'm like, "Look, I lost stand up, but fuck, I was. Yeah, I already planned ahead, right? You too, same thing. We're we're extremely fortunate, man. And it's like you know, if, if I didn't have in hot water, and then. Uh, you know, gum Fridays, and then I just got another thing. It's like we'd be dead in the water if you were just relying on stand-up. You'd be dead in the water. Yeah, you got. That's why I remember years ago, people were like you got to have other stuff, and you're like, no, I'm a stand-up. I'm just gonna keep doing that. You'd be dead in the water. Yeah. But some guys are making it. You know, I saw Derek Sagan is doing his like pandemic shows on Zoom. God bless him. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do I it. Ca- <laughs> I called him and I go, hey, man, I saw you. And he told me how much money he made for one night. And I go, oh, it's worth it. He like financially it was worth it. But I'm like, I can't. I love the crowd too much. And, you know, Derek's a, a really good stand up. Yeah. So it's ballsy of him to do it. But it's just like I can't I couldn't do it. And once I talked to like Okerson and guys like that and they're like, no, we're not. Then I was like, OK, I know which side I'm on. I'm not going to I'm not zooming. 
Yeah, I couldn't do it. And it's funny because I know that Derek was doing it and I was talking shit, not specifically about him, but about that whole thing mm-hmm. a week and a half ago. And comics would text me like, why Why are you mad at Derek for doing I, I, I'm not mad. I just think it's fucking goofy. Um, yeah. I'm happy that he's able to make money. I'm happy that he's yeah. able to cash in because he's my friend. But I personally, yeah. I can't get in front of a screen and start like roasting people. No laugh. I, it's weird. No. It's weird to me. Me too. I'm on your side. And I love Derek too. We go way back. But it was like when that when this happened, my first thought was like, I'm like, okay, maybe I could, if there's a way I could do crowd work online, I could make money. And then sure enough, people started reaching out, like literally after two or three days, being like, hey, we're gonna do an online show. If I give you this much money, we do 12 minutes. And I was like, okay, so it it's the business isn't dead. But then you think about it, and you're like, ah. Oh. It's just painful. Like if you watch that Melissa Via Senior clip that came out no, last week, she's on SNL. Oh, she's the she's one that not... does the voices, right? And the yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She tried to do like forty-five minutes of stand-up by herself, and it was just you can't watch it. So I miss it, but I don't, dude. Like I was, I was crushing sets all the time you know i do 15 20 a week i did 25 in a night of course which is the record it's on amazon prime for everybody that doesn't know yeah 25 25 sets sets. thank you uh but i was so i was at the point dude where i'm like i needed a break and and i don't want to be weird about it but it is to me it's like the best reset it and you know i we could have done it without china having to be dicks and spread like (laughs) the black virus of the millennium. But it's like, to me, I'm, I'm not saying I've never been happier, but I'm way less stressed. Uh, I get to spend so much time with my daughter, which is great. My wife and I get along now because I'm not running all the time. I'm not always thinking about where I have to be, what I have to do. It's just like, okay, today I'll do this shit and that'll happen when it happens. Working from home is the best. Dude, right. People complain about it. I don't know what they're complaining about. This is, I've accomplished so much more. Like the shit I'm writing now, not just for stand-up, but I'm writing some scripts that were due in fucking, you know, for a couple of months. Don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. I'm getting everything done now. So as soon as this mm-hmm. is over, out of the gates, I want to have all kinds of shit ready to go. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of other comics just being sad and be like, I can't wait till this gets started again. But you're not doing <laughs> yeah. it. Motherfucker, get on the internet. Look at, look at the shit we got. Look at me and you. We're in two different yeah. countries. Live streaming for whoever the fuck wants to watch it. It's gonna yeah. be up everywhere. You you can you can get shit done. There's uh, such a demand for content now too, where it's like, and, and people's standards have dropped mm-hmm. so poorly. Like, oh yeah, because people were used to network TV with like <laughs> big flashy late. You see how late night doesn't work anymore. But it's like we watched um, ABC's Disney Family Sing Along the other night. And it's just people from home. Just zooming in. Like, oh, oh, these are TV stars now. Like and anybody can be a TV star now. It's a, it's an amazing time. And now, if we could just, I do think we need to at some point declare war on China. I think that'd kind of like I don't know what, but someone's got to do something to China. And I'm kind of over it, but it's also no, no. Like, economically, somebody has to do something because this should be punishable, right? Because there's two, there's two, there's only two scenarios that they say are possible for this. One, it was accidental in that market right in the wet market or two what it's looking Mm -hmm. like now it was accidental that came out of that lab in wuhan either Mm -hmm. way either way whether it was an accident or not whether it was a lab or not you guys suppressed uh the whistleblowers you fucking suppressed how serious it was and now the entire world got fucked economically people are dying so you gotta you gotta pay something 
reparations at least. Someone's got to do something. To, I don't even think it should be financial. I think they should go in and just like kill <laughs> a ton of Chinese people. <laughs> just like expendable style, you know, just like, we got to go in there. Yeah. You think it's going to help them? like an old style 80. We should do an expendables, whatever number they're on. And it's just them in Wuhan. Just like fucking, just like livestock flying all over the place. People still trying to eat the livestock. It made me uh, incredibly xenophobic. Whereas I wasn't before. I'd never judge a country like that. But now it's like, look, I got Chinese friends, but fuck China. And now I understand like how Muslim people are always like, Israel is horrible. Is that what about you? Like, I, uh, you know, now I understand people that hate Israel but still like Jewish people. I get it. Yeah, you hate the government. Same thing with me and China. I never like, well, dude, I don't like communism. So I never liked the regime of China. And the Mm -hmm. Chinese people, people are getting mad at them. But in reality, they got less power than anyone else. Dude, they can't do shit in China. You can't talk back to that government. Look at what happened now. Doctors were coming out, they're getting killed. Yeah. The biggest victim in there is those people because they can't do anything. Like, we try to warn you, but this guy fucking raped my family and killed me. You know, Is, is it a dictatorship? How would you describe it? How uh, would you describe the leadership? It's a tyranny. I know it's common. A tyranny. It's a tyranny. They're definitely tyrannical, right? Because they do whatever they want. They'll si- Dude, they silenced a billionaire. There was a Chinese billionaire that was talking shit. He's like, they mishandled this. They're fucking us over. And then he disappeared. If you can make someone with that kind of money in your country disappear, dude, you got ultimate power. He just disappeared. Disappeared. So they haven't found his body, this and that, but he disappeared after talking shit for a while. He was going Maybe to like, he's just lost. Maybe he was yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> a billionaire. Just, yeah. <laughs> during, yeah. during the, what about the doctors, the journalists? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they fucked over a lot of people. So that government needs to go. But more importantly, we as a society, Canada, the U.S., Europe, needs to start building shit at home a bit more. Because we see yeah. now, if you're dependent too much on another country, look at what happens. And I'm not saying purposely. Let's say there's a fucking power outage. In fucking China, okay? And there's emergency supplies that we need, medication, anything, and we can't get it. That's absurd. That's crazy. You should be in charge of at least your medical supplies. Yeah. At the very least. I don't least. understand why. And I've watched, like, some of the masks being made in Indian sweatshops and stuff. Have you seen those videos? I haven't seen the they're videos, like, but I know they're made there. <laughs> masks are just falling on the ground. Oh. There's, like, these Indian guys with no shoes on making them and stuff. It's disgusting. Yeah. It made me want to, like, I got to buy American or buy Canadian now. There's no two ways about it. I want everything to have, like, a, people should know if something's made in China. Because I don't know that. I'll see something on Instagram once in a while, and I'll be like, oh, I want to buy that. I have a Charleston Chiefs hoodie I bought. And I ordered it, and I'm like, oh, this should be here in five days. And then I realized, oh, it's coming from fucking China. That's happened so It to takes me. a month and a half to get here. And you don't know that. And then it arrives, and you're like, okay, but... You, it's a month and a half. It's way cheaper than it would have been in America, but it's still like they undercut us so hard. Them crushing. I talked to Sam Tripoli the other day, and he said this is nonlinear warfare, what China did to the world. That's how he describes it. Yeah, but I don't think it was on. I don't know. I don't think it was on purpose. I, th- I think it was a level of incompetence that shows that they're not at the same, whether it's science level as the U.S. They're right. not at that level. And them fucking around trying to pretend like they are? You could build... Dude, you could f- fucking sew as many sweaters as you want. You're yeah. not the new America. You know, these, these aren't things that you should be playing with. And they did, and we Nobody's fucking paid the price. America. Like, and you live in Canada, and you see it, but you live in Quebec, so it's a different ballgame. You're not really Canada, right? Yeah. But Canada always wants to emulate all the best things about America 
and then they think that they can get away with like, well, the politics will never affect it. Do you remember <laughs> how much they have Trump? And they're like, he shut borders. What a racist. And yeah. It was like, we have to shut the borders. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, dude, I was complaining right. about that. I was like, we have to shut the border. It's not racist. They're, they're our best friends on there, but it'll help both of us. We got to calm this down. And then they're like, no, Trump shut the border because they're racist. And then a week yeah. later, Trudeau took him a week to be like, all right, we got to start shutting the borders. And then he still kept yeah. taking planes in from China. I was like, dude, you're not doing this correctly. Because he doesn't want to seem racist. Yeah, it's, it's not a racist. I love. If it was coming from Greece, I would say the same thing. We got to close the borders with Greece right now. Let's just be calm, mm-hmm. see what's going on. Right? That's not a race thing. Mm-mm. I don't know. I like watching uh, Trudeau, and I know people hate him now. I remember the first like year or two, people loved him. And yeah. now I like watching it. But I think he's so good for comedy because like, <laughs> I did blackface. So now it's like when it comes up with me, I'll be like, come on. A prime minister did it. It's not a big deal. You said, I'm going to run for office. You don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I should. Do politics intrigue you? Would you ever want to hold a public office? I used to say no my entire life because I hated them. I hated them. Uh, I don't like the criminality of it. It seemed to me like once you get into it, no matter what your intentions are, you're going to kind of fall victim to that shit. Now, it's not a possibility for me now, but I do think that a comic that said the shit I've said, the shit that you've said, we don't really have anything to hide. So if we would go into politics, nobody can threaten us be like, hey, you want me to release that special you did in fucking 2020? (laughs) You're like, yeah, just promote it. I don't care. I'll make some more. (laughs) I said that stuff. It's who I am, right? So I don't don't think we have the same level of fear. So I think a, a comic, a good comic with balls would actually make a great politician. Yeah, that happened in Ukraine, right? Yeah, that yeah. Where it was? He was fucking around. He was just joking. And they ended up voting for him. Like, at least this guy says the truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Ben Glebe tried to run for president in the United States. Do you know Ben? No. He's like kind of like a woke uh, white comic. Uh, he's okay. But it was like, when he, you're like, you know, this is a joke. Why is he even doing this? But uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, I'd love to one day just be like, run for Congress or something where it could just like be that dicky guy for a few years. Like this guy doesn't give a shit what he says, but I don't think we can help plants out of my kid's playground. (laughs) But I don't think we can actually help. I don't think it's so fucking fixed. One person can't do shit. Mm -hmm. One person can't do shit. The president is having trouble making changes. Like you can't Mm -hmm. do anything. It's so fucking ingrained. There's so, there's so many other um, groups under and over and you got to get yeah. their approval what the lobby is saying it's there's too much fuckery what do you think about uh being locked in your own house and like what are the rules like for you going outside now and stuff yeah so i um i don't know if i'm viewed as an extremist a bit but i look i think we're adults we're fucking citizens of two free countries okay i think that i should be given the same rights and i can decide that if i think there's a danger let's say uh in the park if I think there's a danger, my, I'm immunocompromised or I don't have it and I don't want to get it, there's people playing, I shouldn't go there to put myself in danger. That's it. But I shouldn't be ratting out my fucking neighbors who are jogging. I shouldn't need the government to police me and lock me in my own fucking house. It's, we're not in China here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give people the education. Let them make their own fucking decisions. But God, are we really going to give up our freedoms? And the argument I had, people were like, well, if you want to be safe, you have to. No. No, I, I will not sacrifice my freedom for safety. It's right. a slippery slope. Yeah, very So that's how I feel. And some people are like, oh, well, you know, you're just anti-government. You're this, you're that. It's anybody telling me this, I would be against it. Be like, no, you can't force me. 
A fucking adult. Dave Smith. Uh, I don't know if you follow him. I like you Dave Smith. You should. I like him. Dave tweeted yesterday about, uh, you know, at what point do we say the number of deaths do not justify what's going on, do not justify the ramifications in terms of the law? And Seth Simons, you remember him? Well, he's, a, he's in that clown that kept writing those stupid fucking articles trying to expose people. Yeah, he was the one that uh, basically canceled Shane Gillis. Oh, I hate that motherfucker, dude, then. So he wrote about Dave Smith. He's like, this guy is going to get people killed because oh. it would inspire people to go out in the streets and stuff. And it's amazing to just watch cancel culture still think it's <laughs> existing during a worldwide pandemic. But you see it. You see the flip side of this, and I feel like it's like, and hopefully soon we can talk about stuff other than this, but it's like uh, t today Cuomo was making it a race thing where he's like, people of color are disproportionately hit, and uh, they, you know, they're the ones working on the front lines. They deserve hazard pay. And, what? You know, people not these on people the that... I, I agree they should have hazard pay, but it's also, he's like, you know, these other people that are just home because they have the luxury of staying at home. And it's like, no, you took, you shut everything down. So no one, even, even if you're middle class or upper class or you're making money, he's just saying you guys have the luxury. Only these low income people should be getting paid time and a half or whatever. Oh, wait, these low income, is he saying that all the doctors, nurses, firemen in, in New York are all... Minorities, people visible. of color. Yeah, that's the gist he was getting at. The nurses, the people that work the MTA. Uh, it, it's incredible. What does race have to do with? Yeah, what does it have to do with it? I don't give a I shit know, if the nurse is white, black, or fucking purple. Just yeah. say nurses deserve fucking hazard. But we'll... yeah, purple's how they get when you're choking them on the yeah. subway car. <laughs> yeah, when you're angry. Yeah, <laughs> you black bitch getting tired. Yeah. Oh, 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 I, I can't believe it's they're still fucking playing the race thing. What does it have to do? Still, still. So are white doctors like, allowed to stay home? They're not even working. It's not. And it's like, it's fucking offensive. I understand caring about poor people. Yeah. I understand it. But there's also this essence of, you know, the American dream. Like, I was an immigrant. I moved there nine years ago. I don't get any help from the government anymore. I pay up. And I did. Initially, I had Medicaid for like two years. And I, and I admitted openly. I had no money. So I had to use the system. But now I've paid way more back into the system than I've ever used through my taxes and yeah. through paying for health insurance. So it's like, why are middle-class people punished in this country? And that's really what it seems like. You know, all the buzzwords are like, there's going to be middle-class tax, middle uh, class tax breaks and we're going to look out for the middle-class. People know because those are the people that feel the most fucked over. People that are poor don't feel fucked over. When you get government aid and you get your health care for free and you have a place to live, Michael Che paid... His grandmother's building. I saw that, yeah. 160 units. It was so hard for me to not tweet. Well, there goes 16 bucks. Oh. Uh, because it's <laughs> Would like, it be that? Because I love Che. Yeah, I like but it it's too. Also, like, how much rent are these people paying? A hundred bucks a month. Still, still a, a cool month. move. I like that you did that. Yeah, it is a cool move. Right. I agree with that. I just feel it's like it's so weird that politicians have to cater towards. The, the poorest part of society when it's like, I don't even think those people are voting. Uh, How it, poor are we talking about now? Cause I think there's, I, I is maybe I'm misunderstanding. Cause I don't think it's that cut and dry anymore. Like there's just a middle class, an upper class. There's so much in the middle, like there's poor middle-class people. Right. But the, I, I feel like people really below the poverty line, like people that live in community housing 
are the yeah but those aren't nurses it, that's what i'm saying is what they're saying doesn't even make any sense because then if someone's living that's not the nurse unless Who they're are you talking cheating about? the system unless yeah. they're nurses and they're like cheating the system i don't understand it i feel like a lot of it's bullshit look i think but if i you don't need understand it, the need to make it all about color and make it it's that's the, the problem The problem is the country's constantly divisive and it's we don't live in a progressive country america canada to a certain degree, but it's also like it has to flip back because you went so far left, it has to flip back. Um, but America's never been progressive for as long as I can remember. It's always like one president comes and tries to undo what the last president done. That's exactly what whoever comes after Trump is going to be trying. Okay, let's switch everything back to this, this, this. And, yeah. you know, Trump's first few years was to get rid of everything Obama did. So there's... A nation can't progress like that in terms of the history of great nations. It's not, you know, the American dream is what it is, but it's kind of topped out. I'm surprised that even in this time when just two weeks ago they were talking about how this is the great equalizer. You get to see mm -hmm. that we all bleed red. We shouldn't keep bringing up uh, race. This is stupid. Mm -hmm. And then now they're like, yeah, let's bring up race when it has, it's got nothing to fucking do with it. We just said, and, don't bring up race. It's got nothing to do yeah. with it. And then right away, they're like, well, you know. But what the... I could yeah. give a fuck. I could give a fuck about the race of someone. Maybe this means it's starting to go back to normal. Like, as soon as people start getting all uppity about race again, you're like, oh, okay, we're almost... Also, what do you think about the people... Like, Alex Jones yeah. went out in the streets. Did you see this weekend? I, I saw the video, and I, I saw it on Twitter, and I don't know if it's just I'm autistic... But instead of focusing on him being out there shaking hands, what I kept focusing on was I saw a tweet from his ex-wife. And his ex-wife was like, this is my ex-husband. He's putting my kids in danger. He's out there shaking hands. And then I looked at her profile and all her tweets were, this is my ex-husband. Uh, retweet this. Call me at this number. 1-800. Whatever the fuck. We'll talk. Like, and I was like, wait, do you care about your safety? Are you promoting your fucking show. What's happening here? Like you keep saying, I'm I'm scared because he's out there and he's gonna touch my kids. By the way, give me a call here and we'll. Uh, what the fuck is going on? What is everyone selling something? Show. Yeah, I think she has her own show or, or I don't know what the fuck she's doing podcast. And that's yeah. what bothers me is that you're gonna people who talk against racism end up being the most racist. And then I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking racist. And same thing with people that are like, you're in danger. You're in, you need help. Are the fucking people that don't really care? They're doing. They're promoting something, like her. Yeah. She's scared for her kids. By the way, give her a call. Give her a retweet. Uh, don't forget. Like and subscribe. Everyone's so full of shit. Like and subscribe. Click full below. Full of shit, dude. And that pisses me the fuck off. My little dog here. What's he? What type of dog? She's uh, she's a mix. She? There's some Yorkie in there. I think there's some Chihuahua. She nice. Was, uh, yeah, I got her from uh, the SPCA a couple of years ago. She was taking beatings for seven years. Oh. Yeah, she was neglected and abused, so they were gonna. They couldn't find a good home because she was scared of everything. They were gonna put her down. Yeah, and I felt guilty. I was like, I'll try it out, and then uh, have her last couple of years completely change her demeanor. She's happy now, not scared of noises. Mm -hmm. Like a, like a, she was like an abused child. It's like a yeah, we got from a Rwanda. chihuahua that was a rescue too. You saw the difference in the beginning, right? They're all fucking anxious and scared. Some people are, are fucked. Yeah, I love uh, my dog. I gotta get him a. An oral surgery, but I, we can't do it. Richie Redding, you know Richie? His uh, his girlfriend is uh, a great vet, and she does all of our dog stuff. But no, I think her parents had uh, corona, and I haven't actually talked to them for like a week or two, but they weren't doing well, so i got to check in. A Some buddy of mine's father just passed it. away. 
Who? A buddy of mine's father here passed away. Uh, I think he yeah. was diagnosed. He, they said he had corona on Friday. I think Saturday he died. Uh, oh. Yeah. And uh, another one of my friends yesterday, he had it for a week, but his father was, had Alzheimer's. He was in a home. He died a week later, so he just died, I think it was yesterday afternoon. Um, yeah, I keep getting phone calls for a week and a half of people fucking dying. Yeah, it seems like now's the time. But there was, dude, I'm telling you, I thought my parents had it because they flew back from Florida to Toronto uh, during the peak of it. And I'm like, oh, they got it. My dad had a kidney transplant before. I'm like, they're not going to make it. They're fine so far. Okay. Uh, and then I had two friends, Jimmy Big Balls, who worked at Gotham Comedy Club, Lisa Lampanelli's ex-husband. Uh, he got it in big dude real heavy and you're like oh he's going down no came out fine they gave him the hydrochloroquine and so that's actually working yeah that's what everyone's saying and then uh jeffrey gurian who writes for the interra bank same thing yeah i thought he was gonna die when when i saw the tweet i actually uh, i felt terrible like oh he's not gonna make it Mm -mm. and then i was uh, happy and surprised yeah that was a good surprise yeah yeah, now he can come back and write his horrible articles that he writes. On the <laughs> I love him so much. He came to our wedding. He writes. He'll write about comedy, but he'll be like, "My man, Derek Gaines, yeah. he's got some new sneakers. <laughs> love hanging out with my bro. Love hanging out <laughs> with like, my take, bro. Take it easy on the bro stuff." You know? It's but you're in you're in a weird position because has your wife ever you brought her up to Canada a couple times? Yeah. Does she like it? She likes it. My, my wife is like uh, shockingly liberal, but you can still have. Uh, and, and I mean, I think I would be a liberal as determined by the old liberal standards. Uh, as determined by what that. the word means? Yeah. We're the liberals. Yeah. We're, that's what we, we want. Liberty. We want freedom of expression. We're the liberals. It's yeah. just that it was perversed. And now the people who call themselves liberals are the most fucking oppressive. You can't say this. Don't look at me this way. That's racist. This, it's so. And we just accept it. Well, like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it means something different. Yeah, it's nuts. So mm-hmm. we went up. She loved it. I mean, th- here's the, I, I've been here for five weeks, and I'll tell you, and I love New York. I've been in New York for nine years. But I also feel like by leaving and coming here during the height of this thing, I feel like I let the city down a little bit because, you know, New York really has a sense of community. Yeah. And I've never been there for a great tragedy. I was never there for 9-11. Uh, there was a big hurricane, but I was in Canada shooting a TV show for that whole thing. So I missed out on that. Remember when all the power went out and shit? Yeah. And now I'm here for this. But being away from New York, I'm like, why do I even live in New York anymore? Like if stand up's not going to come back to the degree that it was at. There's no point in living in New York because it's like uh, I, I don't need to run around and do spots all the time when it's like. I got in hot water. I got this other thing. We got come Fridays. And it's like, maybe I don't need to go out and do sets every night anymore. Maybe I could just go on the road. So, you know, so those thoughts go through you. And it's also living this life where you don't need to work all the time to live. You can live and do stuff. People here have hobbies and shit, which is mind blowing. Like, what do they do? I don't have any hobby. I I don't know. Like, go collect driftwood and make tables out of it and shit like that. I want a hobby. But it's like, you want a hobby. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should have a hobby. We, I have no hobbies. At home, it's wake up, do the show, hit the gym, try and sleep, do shows all night. Yeah. That's it. And then try and keep an eye on my daughter for a little bit. And here, it's like, all right, spend time with my daughter all day, do a few shows, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a way easier life. But I also been, I've been grunting out stand-up comedy for 19 years. You know, So maybe it's at that point now where it's like, I don't have to do it all the time anymore. 
I don't know. This makes you, I don't miss it that much. I'm telling you honestly, like I miss hanging out with comics, laughing a lot. But yeah. it's also like we get that we're doing that right now. We're shooting the shit the same way we would in the green room right now. And, you know, it's, I, I was doing really well on stage for a really long time. So I would get that endorphin rush, but it's also, you also start to get kind of cold to it. You're like, all right, yeah, so I'm killing. It doesn't matter what I'm used next, to it. You know? Yeah. I, I think the, un, thing. the unfinished uh, business is what's fucking with me. Cause I had uh, what I was playing now, the tour that I had set up, I was doing uh, cities around Quebec. I was going to Toronto. It was all to film the hour that I was working on. Right. So now I had to put an end to that. And in the back of my mind, that's what's really bugging me is when can I get back? And now my timeline is all fucked up. I want to record that hour. So th for me, the thing that's bu bugging me more than anything right now is that unfinished business. You know, I was right there yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, I got to finish it. It's in, it's in the back of my mind now. I can't not do it. But I don't even know. I think I'm going to have to rewrite a lot of it because depending on what the world is like in a year, whenever yeah. the fuck we get back, the jokes might not even be relevant. People might not care about that. Um. I'd like to think, I mean, I was so close to having an hour ready and now I don't know if I could remember my set. I just like to think as soon as I hit the stage, it'd all come back. That's what me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Let's I'm see. not thinking about it, yeah. but I don't even remember. I mean, I, I had so many good jokes that I don't think I have taped anywhere. Cause I wouldn't tape my sets all the time. No, I have Sometimes words I written would. in my phone words and I'm hoping that I could, it could spark the whole joke. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember. Jeez, I I remember I would go up, I'd comment on the audience a bit, and then I just jump in. But I was getting really good before this stopped. I was really good at stand up before it stopped, and I don't know if we go back and we're all the same, you know. Well, we might not be what we used to be, but I think one of the I don't know if it's a positive, but this is gonna filter out a lot of people, right? A lot of hobbyist uh, comics. So when there'd be so many, New York must have been like that too. We, we've got that here and we're not as big of a city. Just mm -hmm. people that are, you know, part-time, not even part-time comedians. They just, they, they clog the open mics. They're always, but they're never going to be comics. I think they're not coming back. Hopefully. There's no way. But I think the new breed is going to be people that are doing online shit that think they'll be able to do it live. Oh, uh, you know what? This is going to expose a lot of people. You remember what you said about late night? Now when they mm -hmm. get on Zoom? You can see when they had no actual talent because without the production, they're not entertaining and they can't speak. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, they panic. They don't have what comic. They don't have what we have. They don't. They don't have that because it was always a facade. It was never them. You know, there was all these people mm -hmm. building the facade around them, and then you see them now, like us, exposed. We're all right. It's as if we're here. We're just shooting the shit, and then they're second guessing everything. Like, oh, this might be racist. Oh, what's a good joke here? Oh, yeah, because you never wrote your own fucking jokes. That's what happens. Yeah. Motherfucker. So I think it'll so expose a lot of people. Watch. The lack of talent. And it's like, I think it also takes away from, uh, you know, like I've never done a late night spot and I always wanted to, but you see so many bad ones yeah. and people are like, yeah, it's good. And it's like, no, it's not. So I feel like, I don't know, comedy is going to go through a renaissance after this, you know, and it will come back. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take. I don't think it'll be until the end of the summer, uh, you know, Ari Shafir called that a long time ago. Like as soon as this hit, he's like, there's not going to be comedy until at least after the summer. That was his take on it. Well, when are people going to come back? That's my thing is they might open everything up. Let's say August, let's say they say July, August. That doesn't mean we're going to have people running 
to Mm-mm. cram our bars, cram the you know the theaters. People are going to be scared. So let's say they do this. Let's say they do temperature taking, mask wearing. Okay. Some people will then be like, all right, let's go out. Yeah, with masks. But it's yeah. also like, how are you going to do stand-up with a fucking mask on? Oh, for like, us, if we're it, wearing the mask on. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to have to wear masks. If everybody else is, we're going to have to. Oh, in New York, up, yeah. it takes away. Dude, that's... That's seventy percent of your face. Yeah, the, uh, the Which expression, is a, the expression. The that's it. The yeah. way you say stuff exactly. that makes it funny, and yeah. it's like, yeah, words are funny, but there's so much more behind it. Yeah. Fuck, it's true, dude. It's uh, Mike was telling me that too. Mike doesn't mm-hmm. expect it to get back normal for a while because of all this. Because people are just gonna be mm-hmm. scared. Because his dude, his tour in French was in full fledged. He was selling out everywhere in the province theaters. And bam, yeah. he just had to stop from one day to the next. Like it's it's fucking insane. What do you do? Do you? Because he doesn't. He's he was also thinking of do I just push the shows back? Because he had a timeline of when he wants to release his hour. He already filmed it. Yeah. Right. So he's like, do I push that back? So it just a lot of people are, are having their whole fucking you know career trajectory just change. Mm-hmm. So it's fucking. I don't know. But it also reminds you. I mean, really, what's important? Because like I was in such a hustle mode. And, you know, I just got like uh, just bought a Mercedes a while ago. And I was like, oh, I'm killing it. And then it's like we're here. The Mercedes is just sitting in the driveway, you know, and it's like because I can't drive it because I got New York plates. I'm in Delaware. I'll get pulled over. Oh, they won't let you drive and, it? No, you can't drive New York state plates in out of state right now. They'll pull you over because New York is the hot spot in America. Oh, so okay, everybody okay. was freaking out. All these New Yorkers are leaving New York, bringing the disease somewhere else so they're freaking out but it's like you know it reminds you what's important i said to my wife too i was like i don't want to go back to doing our life before do you and she's like yeah i do and it was like a moment where we're like we're really having this different view on the thing you know so she misses it she misses it a lot but you know she also she teaches gymnastics and like uh it stand up's not her primary source of income so it's still she's still at that uh, you know I love it but I think she's also in that love affair stage of it in those years where it's like uh, it's it's more about expression and enjoyment and the art form whereas I was like all right look how many grand is this going to pay on the Saturday so I could do that instead of running around doing this many spots so uh, you know, the, the business level of it, it's nice to have a break from. But it would also be great to, you know, crank new jokes and stuff. But I still laugh. Like, my wife last night farted in bed. It was so fucking gross. And it sounded fake. I go, that wasn't real, right? Like, you made that noise? She goes, no, that was real. And then that stink hit me, and I just started laughing. I'm like, it's like fucking sleeping with an old man with Alzheimer's. <laughs> and I got, and I go, I love you. I'm not sleeping in this bed. And I walked down the hall, went to a different room, came in this morning. She goes, you know, it really hurt me that you went to the other bed. I go, Christine, I love you very much. You would have done the exact same thing. It was not to hurt you. That that was downright offensive. She's like, I was eating a lot of cauliflower. And I'm like, what am I fucking married to Woody Allen? What are you doing? It was a self-defense move, Christine. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get out of so, there. It was so bad. So I still laugh. It's fun. We still get to laugh. Well, DePaulo uh, left, right? He's I got any... to see it. To, when was your last show? How long ago was your last show? My last show was, uh, I think, three days before the shutdown. 
And then the, so it shut down, I think on, on Friday. Oh shit. This was crazy. So on the Friday, March 13th, I think it was, I had mm -hmm. a big show here at one of the theaters and we had to shut down because they said anything over 250 people you can't do. That was the first wave. So mm -hmm. I was like, uh, holy shit. Okay. Let's postpone. Yeah. And then all my gigs that weekend at the club started getting canceled and yeah. everything started to drop. And then bam, it was just, it was, it, everything just disappeared. So it was that March I did uh, a set just to fuck around at the club. And then after that, all of my, uh, the tour had to get canceled. Everything just dropped. Yeah. And you're right. Though, I didn't really, in the beginning, I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on? But now after a while, like, I'm still happy. Like I'm working on shit. And I was going to tell mm -hmm. you, DePaulo, DePaulo left, I know, New York. And he's, where is he? Fucking Arkansas or some shit. Atlanta, Georgia. He went to Georgia. He went to Georgia? And he's, he, what did he say? He said that, fuck it. I'm, uh, it's more peaceful here. I, yeah. I fly out on a weekend if I want to, if I got a gig somewhere, they're paying well. I don't have yeah. to do the rat race. And then I got a fucking big house and I come back home to it. I do my podcast. Yeah. And it you makes live like a king outside of New York. It makes sense. It's like we're here and I'm like, oh, look at this house. It's 550 grand on the water. We could have a boat. And it's like the, where I live and I rent is $1.2 million. And yeah, it's, it's a tiny little row house. And I got to walk, you know, 12 minutes to get to the train. So it, it's an amazing thing. The last shows I did were the 14th of March. And I remember the stand was like, oh, shit. It, there was still people there, they, but they had to move. There was supposed to be five shows that night. I think they put it down to two shows and they put it in the small room, but it was still popping. And, uh, and then the Sunday I was like, yeah, I'll hop in the car. I'll go because my, my wife left on the 13th. And I go, I'll go see them. And then it's been five weeks and change already. Holy shit. You, so you were still doing, when you did those shows, when they put you in the small room, no one was really concerned yet, right? People were still popping up. Nobody took this seriously. I'll tell you, I was with, I'm not going to say her name, but she's a very funny female comic. Uh, pretty well known. Not like Schumer level, but yeah. very well respected. And she, uh, she was doing the same shows as me. She was at the stand and Broadway Comedy Club that night. And she goes, I'm not really advertising my shows tonight. Because she kind of knew that it was frowned upon to be out doing shows at that point. And I go, yeah, me neither. I'm not, I'm not mentioning it because you knew you would get some flack from it. Because at that point in time, people were like still packing in the bars in New York City. And they're like, yeah, fuck this virus. Uh, well, so I was we at Mike's club the day before they made the announcement. It was late at mm -hmm. night. I had done a set in French at a place across the street. I went over to Mike's club, just drinking. It was packed. There was sets going on there. N mm -hmm. No one was the wiser. So the next day when they announced it, I started panicking. I was like, holy fuck, there's a virus? <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally shook hands with everyone. <laughs> there's like a yeah. couple hundred people there. So I remember that. Yeah, same thing. People weren't taking it seriously. We had, like, the last few shows we did, I was taking Clorox wipes with me everywhere, and I'd wipe the mic down. <laughs> And it was at the point where some people thought it was weird, but other people were like, oh, I get it. And then I just would get to do a great joke. Like, I'd be like, oh, I got to wipe this down. I don't want to catch uh, gay yeah. or whatever it was. But <laughs> yeah. it was just, it was a fun intro bit. And uh, they were switching mics for comics at another club. But I'm, I'm shocked that those past, that those last couple nights I didn't catch it. Because it was like, and I was being really careful, but knowing what we know now, or whatever the Wasn't information enough. is we're getting. We don't know if it's real information. We don't yeah. fucking know. How do you know it's fucking that someone can sneeze and it lasts for five days or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. How do they I count that? I don't fucking know. 
Huh? How do they calculate that? I've been saying the same thing. I don't understand a lot of this yeah. shit. And it's like if you know that much about this thing, where's the fucking cure? Uh, but it's also <laughs> supposed to take two years, or is it even? So real? It doesn't, I don't know. There's, so, Aaron, here's another fucked up thing I've been saying, and uh, I want to see what your thoughts are on this. So, last month they told us it's here in Canada. Trudeau said, "Don't get too comfortable and don't get too optimistic about a cure, because in order for us to have an actual vaccine that doesn't kill you, it should take at least a year, right? Maybe yeah. two, because you might take something now and six months down the line you got cancer. We don't know. All right, mm -hmm. that's fine. Now I keep hearing rumors. Oh, we might have something that you, you're going to be forced to take." August, September. Well, hold on a second, motherfucker. If you said that it can only be safe after a year, you're going to force us to take something in August or September? Are we all fucking... So if you say that might be dangerous, I don't want to take it. Like, are you an anti-vaxxer? You want these paranoid fucking conspiracy theorists? If it's like, right. no, I'm, I'm doing what you told me. You told me it's dangerous if I take it now. It's not ready. And you, you want to force me to take this shit? So I don't know. Gino's, it's very suspicious, bro. Yeah, Gino's like of that thing, like your body builds up immunity. Your body's going to... Your body's got to get sick to get rid of it. Uh, and you know, I, I respect his point too. It's, it's a crazy thing, man. I, I think if we've learned anything, it's let's go to war with China. Yeah. If we've learned anything, bat soup leads to terrible, terrible bat things. Soup. I got so angry. I'm telling you, I was saying how good are bats word. though? Like how delicious are bats? <laughs> people were risking it all on that fucking bat but soup. But like Chinese people eat fucking water chestnuts as a meat source. So it's like, <laughs> how are you going to believe? I, I would never, I'm never ordering Chinese food. I was never a big Chinese food guy, but it's really turned me off of Chinese people. Uh, not people, but <laughs> Chinese, you know, people from China. Joe Wong, do you remember him? I was about no. to go to war, to war with him. I called him out on Real Ass Podcast, said I want to fight him at Skankfest. Yes. He, uh, he's an Asian-American comic. He's just like a cry baby. You got to check out uh. his Twitter timeline. Just a cry baby. It's so funny. And it's just everything on there. It's like, Trump's so stupid. Also, Asian Americans get acid thrown in their face. Why are you doing this? And it's just, I just see him. I'm like, I want to fight him. I don't care how many Jeet Kune Do classes he went to. I just want to make a mess of this kid. So he's just and I'm annoying. 47 with, with a daughter and a wife. And, and I got, uh, what do I got? Bone spurs and arthritis in my left shoulder. I want to make a mess of the kid. Sometimes people piss you off, dude. Sometimes there's... Mm -hmm. There's just people, I see it on Twitter too, at comics all the time. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Mm -hmm. They're just complaining and yelling over nothing. And most of it is Trump related. It's politics. Like, you, you're changing nothing. You're there and they're yeah. complaining. Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. Dr. Phil yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, none of them do. But you had no problem when fucking Gal Gadot gave her a fucking opinion. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. But if Dr. Phil, who also is not a doctor, will fucking give his opinion, now you have. They're all idiots. Don't listen to any of them. Why are you picking sides? everyone's an idiot i even get mad at uh sometimes i'll get mad at tim dillon because i'm like damn that's so good <laughs> he's he'll do such hilarious. a good bit and i'll be like oh it's so good i get angry at him he's dude he's something else he's excelling even in these times this is working yeah. out for him yeah tim is uh i mean he's brilliant i remember when we were like used to work at the stand all the time and i remember sometimes i'd watch him bomb after me and you'd be like but you knew he was gonna make it because he was like He's such an anomaly, you know, like this gay kind of right wing masculine, never talked about his gay shit on stage. You know what I mean? Which yeah. was how you knew. There's uh, so many gay comics are like, I'm gay. Yeah. A song. I'm Mateo Lane. Yeah. And, uh, but like, 
Tam was just like, rah, rah, rah. he's like this gruff king of Queens guy that's probably yeah. raping twinks behind closed <laughs> doors. And uh, he just has such a, he's, he's just savage. And I mean, I get, sometimes I'll get so upset because I'm like, oh, that's so good. That yeah, thing he's he good. did the other day where he did, uh, I'm quarantined in my home as a celebrity. Oh, it's dude, the video horrible. of him with the police, like horrible. Just, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's I'm talking so about, though. So you see, he gets it, right? You have other people who are waiting to listen to what the celebrity says. But what does Lady Gaga think? I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. what Lady Gaga thinks on any occasion. You think I'm going to mm-hmm. ask Lady Gaga's opinion on a goddamn pandemic? We all lost our fucking minds. Tom Hanks is all a deep fake, man. <laughs> Did you read this? this no. Conspiracy? No. They're like, Tom Hanks never hosted Saturday Night Live last week. It's a deep fake. He's in a jail in Australia. Oh, you for- can tell there's a green screen there. And <sighs> it's like, why would Tom Hanks be in jail in yeah, Australia? Why wouldn't they just get another host? So funny. One that could have done better than that. Conspiracy theories are busting right now. Remember years ago... Alex Jones was the guy, and uh, Rogan and Stanhope would emulate these Alex Jones theories, and yeah. there's conspiracytheory.com or conspiracytheory.org, and, and they would let that seep into their comedy. And then there was less and less people doing that because comics used to be these counterculture people that totally uh, would look outside for beliefs and try yeah. and shapeshift them into mainstream ideas. And then it stopped happening with the politically correct movement. And because so many comics who are gatekeepers let all these other people in, these people with um, more secluded voices that we'd hoped would excel in comedy, but instead were just box tickers, you know? And they'd be yeah. like, I'm a Muslim lesbian. Here's what it's like being a Muslim lesbian. And we're like, oh, let's see that breathe and open it up and start to take on some real topics. But they didn't, they just stayed locked in. And then they're like, wait, why don't I get more stuff? And it's like, oh, because you haven't done comedy long enough. So the conspiracy theories now, because of this pandemic, are starting to boom to the forefront again. Like you're starting to see people, crazy Smith, Sam Tripoli, like people that think outside the box really start to elevate themselves. And it's it's not a left versus right thing anymore. You know, there's some real deep shit that's way more intriguing than that. And I think people that overly simplify it and make it, you, oh, you're on this side, you're on this side, they're, they're really taking away from intellectual discussion, you know, because there's so many more. I saw a flat earth thing the other day, and you're like, oh, this is going to be gut. And you're like, oh, wait, they actually make some points. Like, <laughs> it's convincing. Yeah, it, it's amazing. You know, we, we use so little of our brains now, I think. I don't think people really think for themselves anymore. They don't, they and, don't. And it's an odd thing, and like, even if I'll go outside the box and say something that, you know, I posted a I'm with Joe logo the other day because they had this thing where you could make your yeah, own yeah, name. Yeah, so you're promoting, like, promoting the new fucking uh, album. Yeah, so yeah. I'm with uh, Biden. I had my finger up my yeah. nose like, I pick me and making fun of his dementia. But then people would be like, oh, he's a Biden supporter. I'm they like, don't get it. You don't even read the whole joke. Like, yeah. People are idiots now. People, that's what, one of the things is they go. Now you're gonna see that we're all the same. What I have noticed is that people are idiots. That's what this taught me. That my mm-hmm. neighbor's a moron. That's all it taught me. When when people are calling a hotline here in Montreal to rat out their neighbors for jogging too much, you're a fucking buffoon. Mm-hmm. How does it, are you going to your neighbor's house even if he's running out there as a fucking bug catcher trying to get sick? What the yeah. fuck does that have to do with you if you don't have him in your fucking house? Yeah, you're gonna rat out your neighbor. You fucking rats. No, people rats. are dumb. People are dumb, dude. I don't, and I don't like this rat mentality. I don't like this fucking uh, not no. minding your business shit. 
Rat mentality is not a good thing. Uh, but have you been yelled at yet for going into a store or anything? I saw last week, I saw a, a black man yell at an old man at the line at the bank. He's like, two fucking meters, two fucking meters. And I started Ooh. laughing because it looked hilarious because the black guy was really animated and the old guy was shaking. And then the security told the old guy, you could come and stand next to me, man, because he didn't want him next to the black guy. But I was just yeah. dying. I was like, oh, no, bro, he's just yelling at the guy. I was like, he is right. It, it, like, he was way too close to the guy. Yeah. But there's a way of doing things. Like, sorry, sir, yeah. can you move? You don't have to start yeah. yelling at an old man. Two fucking meters. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. But I got yelled at going into Walmart. Uh, and someone's like, wrong door. Go in there. And I Jesus. came in. And they go, hey, sorry about that. I get, no, no, I get it. Like, I wasn't offended. My, my father-in-law went to the store. He got yelled at. He got too close to somebody. Oh, and like, stay back. It's, uh, it's fun to watch. Do you feel like it's taking away from individual freedom? It is and it isn't. It is if you let it. Look, I'm to be honest, I should be a bit more worried about the government here, but personally I'm not. I go take walks every night. Uh, you know, I want to be active a bit. Sometimes I'll jog. Uh, when I want to do shopping, I'll go. I won't wait in line. I'll wait till half hour before I know the grocery store closes so I don't have to wait in that yeah. fucking line. Go and buy whatever I have to buy. I'll get into some arguments. Uh, one of the security guys was giving me shit because I was rubbing alcohol on my hands. I was clean. He's like, I need you to wash your hands at that stand. I go, dude, I just did better than that. You know what I mean? I got my, my shit's on fire right now. So that or the first time I tried to pay cash, I got into an argument with the cashier. Oh, we're not taking cash. And I was like, that's all yeah. you should fucking take. It's the only legal. The rest is nonsense. You know, yeah. this the only thing you legally have to take is fucking cash. And she started yeah. freaking out. No, because of Corona. And I was like, you, you were taking bills last. There was cocaine on those fucking bills. Strippers, assholes, right? Ooh. That's where these bills were. And you had no fucking problems. So I had this whole thing going with them. And then I started to calm down a bit because I don't want people to call the cops on me. But yeah. um, personally, I still go out. I do what I got to do. I drop groceries at my mom's house. Um, I'm not going to let anybody dictate my behavior. Yeah. I just stay safe. I, I got some masks. I'll put on a mask. I'm going somewhere where I feel like uh, the grocery store. People will fucking come yeah. up to you because, you know, you're cutting through aisles and shit. So I'll wear it yeah. there because I don't want to breathe in their fucking, their, their essence. But uh, yeah. that's about it. And then I'll always Are cheer masks out. mandatory there now? They're not mandatory. Uh, they, when I first started wearing them, they were kind of people would look at you weird. Mm -hmm. But now it feels like if you're not wearing the mask, you're the weirdo. Mm -hmm. So they're not mandatory, but people, I think, prefer them if you got them. Yeah, they're not mandatory here in Delaware, but I wear them like to the store. I'm gonna go to Walmart after this. Yeah, you have uh, a kid, you got the wife, you can't take chances. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I could beat it if I got it, but I also could be wrong. Where I'm like, because I smoke two cigars a day, but I'm like, I'm healthy, but I, you know, I can't run like 50 feet. So I I've been be thinking a, that too. Thing. I think you might be able to beat it. I don't know, man. I've seen. Yeah. One of my buddies here, who uh, in our studio, he actually he does day trading. He rents a space in there. Uh, he believes, too. I think he got it a month before this popped off. He's mm -hmm. a healthy guy. He does, like, martial arts, jiu-jitsu, all that. And he got the flu. We just thought it was the flu a month back before this all started. And he was out for a month. Yeah. He said it, it, it kicked his ass. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then now he's the only one that keeps going to work every day doing his, at the yeah. studios alone because he's like, nah, nah, I can't get it twice. I'm, now that I know what I know, I'm pretty sure that's what I had last month. Mm -hmm. And it fucking tore his ass apart. And then he got up and continued. So uh, there's probably a lot of us that got it yeah. since December. We just didn't know. Yeah. You know, not me or you probably would have remembered something that heavy. But I, someone got it. The sickest I've been was when I quit drinking and cigarettes like six years ago. Just and your I body? was floored. I was floored for five weeks. Couldn't five. leave my apartment. Like, 
just taking cold pills all day, all night, floored. I'd go out and do a spot or two, feeling sick as hell. Do my spot, go home, and it was literally five weeks. And I was like, oh, this is detoxing from the alcohol. But it was like ass kicked. Had God, to cancel damn. road dates. Was it fly. detox? Was it just your body trying to adjust? I think it was detoxing from, like, I would drink every day. I used to drink, like, four bottles of wine a day. Fuck. So, yeah. Holy shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're a healthy guy, man. You're always at the gym. You're fucking, mm-hmm. you're jacked. You're taking care of yourself. Still working out here. Trained uh, chest with my wife this morning. It's fun. Still getting the workouts in. Feeling good. The first couple weeks of quarantine, we're just like, ah, fuck. Let's just eat like the world's ending. Oh, I know, did that for five days. That, I felt yeah. like a piece of shit, and now yeah. I'm eating, uh, I, like, I order all kinds of stuff with no sugar in it, meat, I'm on the keto, like, I'm trying my best yeah. to not get out of this with fucking another 100 pounds on me. Mm-hmm. That's why I started jogging, taking walks at night, because I figure I'm going to end up dying. They, dude, in this building, I have a gym downstairs. They closed off the gym. Of course they did. They closed off the gym, so now I'm like, fuck, yeah. what do I do? So I just go outside. Yeah, I had uh. to buy dumbbells. I bought four dumbbells and we got like a exercise ball and then some bands. Well, like I stick them on the fence and I'm doing crossovers and shit. Oh, so you're still, uh, yeah, you're going to be fit the whole time. You're not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to come out of this looking like a slob. That's for sure. Gino's going to be fucking doing uh, reps with his cats. He's going to be fucking, uh, he's going to be like Will Smith at the fucking, in that movie where he's got that apartment. I am legend. He doesn't give a fuck. Gino rides the subway. He's holding the poles. He doesn't care. I don't, Gino does not Garrett, care. All the, all the guys are... I think Garrett told me that it's just him. Uh, and I think Bill Schultz shows up as well at the studio. Mm-hmm. They're always there. And none of them have gotten sick yet, but they're the only ones, mm-hmm. I think, riding, riding the fucking subway right now every morning. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back and just, like, I miss it. I, I mean, I keep saying next week. I keep saying next week, but you just I don't go know in the studio, right? Be. I miss the studio. And also, like, here, we're having a good call, but this morning, my internet cut out for, like, 10 minutes, and it's, oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it can be a pain in the ass, so. What's the uh, drive like? What's what? What's the drive like if you want to go into the studio? A couple of from hours? From here or from the, where I live in the city? From right now, from there. Oh, three hours and 20 minutes. So you would have to stay at your place in the city. There's no. Yeah, uh. and then it's like, and then I wouldn't be able to leave. I wouldn't be able to get back here. Or they, they sh- oh, they're doing that whole fucking checkpoint thing? Yeah, yeah. They start doing that here, too. I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see the necessity, but at the same time, it's like, are we going to start restricting travel within the fucking country? Are we crazy? Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing here. I don't but like that shit. But it seems like Florida would be a good place. to. Like, Florida was like, wrestling is an essential service. Did yeah, you hear that? They're too goofy. Like, Florida yeah. goes the other extreme. You know what I mean? They're, when they said that the WWE is an essential service, it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, it's amazing. Florida's the Wild West. Nobody gives a shit. We had uh, <laughs> Billy Corbin on our show. You know Billy from, uh, he directed Cocaine Cowboy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him on uh, Rogan. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, <laughs> he's like, Florida's just a, a mess. He hates <laughs> it down there. Yeah, because they're fucking crazy. Yeah, I miss it. I love Florida so much. It's, it's fucking, it's a free-for-all. Yeah, Mike's got a place down there. Where's his place? Uh, I think close to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Or outside Orlando or something. So he yeah. likes Florida, he tells me. Yeah, I like it, but there's too many French Canadians. Dude, you're saying that. It's not a joke. It's the <laughs> truth. I know. 
There's so many. My parents have a place down there, and I'll go down there and golf, and it's all. It's like 80% French Canadians. Yeah, what about when this when this all ends? And I know you said you're going to see how you feel about it and what a stand-up mean to you and all that. Are you ever thinking of when it's done, at least come back, maybe do a Canadian tour? Because mm-hmm. I for sure will because I think uh, I would imagine Yuck Yucks would get up and go and before a lot of American clubs and, you know, I'm tight with Breslin. So I'll for sure, I'll take that time to do the places I haven't done like Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, maybe even the East coast. And, uh, yeah, for sure. I'll do Canada. And I love doing Canada because it's like, uh, our type of standup is cathartic in Canada because people don't get to hear that stuff anymore where they're just like, Oh, what a breath of fresh air, you know? You go to Toronto and you'd think it's like this total PC shithole, but in a comedy club, people are so happy to hear freedom of speech. That's what I was hoping for. I was hoping April 25th, I was supposed to be there, Mm -hmm. a comedy bar. And uh, I was looking forward to it because I hadn't done a big show in Toronto ever. So I was like, I wonder what the crowd's going to be. Who are these people that are going to, who are these podcast fans? Who are the people that are going to come out and how are they going to react? Is it going to be the same as when I'm in the States, uh, Montreal, that stuff? And obviously, I didn't get to experience it this time, but I have a feeling that they're probably tired of that PC bullshit. Because it's a big city. I'm sure that the people that are going to come out are, are going to feel like a New York crowd. Yeah, and if they're your fans, for sure. But, you know, Comedy Bar was also the hive of all that, like, Shanty shit. You know, Shanty, the trans comic, was running that place. And I think they were super woke, but the, that was probably a big wake-up call for them to find out. They had a rapist assaulter in their in their, in their midst. midst yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was going to be a a fun experience for me because I, I often thought that I go, do they know who I am? Mm-hmm. Like, have they looked at any of my shit? Because like, as far as I know, I don't know which bars, which clubs, but I knew that there was a lot of that super hardcore leftist PC shit going on. So, like, I wonder yeah. if this is one of those places. So that's I asked around. Place. That's the place. That's, that would have been a great show. That would have been a great show. And they didn't start like that. You know, they started really edgy and they just wanted to be different than mainstream comedy clubs. But then that thing took over. And I remember like Shanti, like calling for me to be banned. She would tag comedy bars. She'd be like, don't ever let this guy in the building. It's like, I don't even play that place anyways. But it was over. uh, Oh, a whole bunch of trans comics did a show and somebody released the uh, the list. Okay. Of the names of the comics and said all their pronouns next to it. And I put on Twitter, I go, boy, these credits suck. Because <laughs> it was where the credits should be. But instead of Comedy Central Netflix, it would be like, he, him, they, there. That's amazing. Uh, and then they reached out to me. They're like, not all these people are out to their parents. Take this down. And I go, nah, I won't take it down, but I'll block their names out. Which was uh, as nice as I could be without fully censoring myself. Because... I talked to some gay, I talked to Mehran Kegnani and I got these people and he goes, look, he goes, it's up to somebody when they want to come out. You can't out these people. Uh, so then I took it down, but like not took it down, but I blanked Block the names name, which is a Some good, of them reached out. Good compromise. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm a comic and my parents don't know that I'm, that I'm non-binary or something. <laughs> they probably got a good fucking idea. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my parents so, don't know that I'm non-binary. Yeah. So I, uh, but it was so fun to watch Shanty fall from grace. That has to be like the best uh, Canadian comedy moment since uh, Mike McDonald was around. Yeah. I, dude, I didn't even know anything about this person. I remember, and you know, when it was hitting the news here, uh, you know, sexual assault, and you know, try to fucking basically rape people. 
and mm-hmm. holding it against him. And I was like, what is happening in these fucking Toronto clubs? Like, they talk yeah. shit about certain Montreal comics, like, we're too much. You know, we're edgy. Like, we're not raping anyone. We're not, yeah. <laughs> we just we just talk shit. We're not raping people. So You're funny. so much worse. So funny. And then somebody wrote something. Uh, Garrett Joyce, who's a best-selling author in Toronto, also was like an amateur comic, and he wrote something. I said something about Shanty, and he goes, yeah, I wish we could go back in time and uh, they could reassess the Hogtown Comedy Festival winner and take it away from her. And uh, Laura Ray, who runs the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, was like, why must you dead name him? Because oh, he wasn't Christ. offended by the fact that Shanty was a rapist, but that someone called him her. Uh, so it's amazing how they get their priorities all messed up. You know what that is, dude? That's just selective and like it's a form of activism to be offended mm-hmm. i think it's lack of accomplishments i because normally like when we want to share something let's say you right now fucking american etiquette is coming out okay mm-hmm. uh, it comes out on thursday uh people are gonna get that shit on fucking apple music you got 25 cents you want to promote something like here guys check this out i have this to offer you if you have nothing yeah. to offer you know what you do you go online you look at what somebody said that could apply to you, and you're like, look at this. He hurt me. I am a victim. The only attention I could get is from me being attacked because I'm not going to produce anything. That's what it yeah. is. And they get used to it. They're like, I've got to be relevant. The only way I could be relevant is if I'm a victim. And they never work on themselves. They never create. They always just try to destroy shit and cry. So, I, you know, at first I was like, okay, you know, maybe people are victims. And then the more I look into it, I go, the people that complain the most, and I even notice this with comics on Twitter now, uh, even Montreal comics, the ones that bitch the most about uh, how stupid Trump is, about uh, how uh, oh we don't you know you're not woke enough, you don't you don't respect pronouns, are the least successful comics. Like I look at it, I go, yeah. the more they bitch about being victims and how the government has wronged them, the shittier they are at, at comedy. So I think yeah. it's kind of like a well I'm not good at this, I better get good at complaining. That's what I feel. Yeah. That's what I feel. I also like uh, some of the woke people that align themselves with the wrong people and they don't realize it. Like uh, some people are like, hey, I work with Patton Oswalt. I'm yeah. great. And then you find out, hey, man, I've been hearing some pretty bad shit about Patton Oswalt yeah, yeah. lately. <laughs> I'm a feminist. You know, he probably killed his wife, right? Yeah. You do know that, right? You're, you're aligning yourself with that. You know that there's Jenna Jameson said he's probably going to go down for pedo violations, right? Did you hear that? Is that oh. Dude, is that is that a real thing or a conspiracy? I don't know. I've I don't heard know anymore. it through several people, but, you know, who knows? I mean, Jenna Jameson, I'm sure not all of her marbles are there. but Yeah, because yeah, that's the thing is where's the source coming from? But I've heard shit like that, too, about Patton Oswalt, and I was like, I don't know how much of this is internet. Mm-hmm. You know, like where everything's a well, deep we fake. we have learned like the people that cry the most about like, this is wrong. They're usually yes. hiding something. Yeah. Yeah. And he does that a lot. So does that Probably mean that Judd Apatow was going to get caught with something at some point? <laughs> Apatow, boy, he doesn't stop. Yeah, dude, it's, it's relentless. Yeah. it's. Uh, I, I brought him on stage once um, at Gotham when I used to host. And I saw he did like a 30 for 30 with the New York Mets. So that's the credit I brought him on. I go, this next guy just directed a great uh, 30 for 30 on the Mets, Judd Apatow. And his stand-up wasn't bad. Like, you know, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was his own personal experience, like being a dad and stuff. So I had respect for the guy. But it's like, he's so over the top with his bullshit that he fucking pulls, you know? This rich guy, sad sack fucking act. Yeah, I wish he wouldn't do that because for I've seen him do stand up, and I'm not it's it's not my cup of tea. But mm-hmm. I've seen the shit that he's done, the documentaries like the Gary Shandling one, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing stuff. 
Like some and his of the movies were great. Yeah, his he's movies were great. Yeah, he's amazing at that stuff. So I'm not gonna sit here and lie and be like, well, because he bitches about stuff that I find annoying, fuck him, kill him. I don't like anything he does. Right. The truth is, if we're being honest, one of the one of the greatest, I think, uh, uh, current, especially documentary filmmakers, dude, give this guy, give this guy the fucking stick, let him run. He's good at that kind of yeah. shit. You know. Yeah. But he he wants to be the the sympathetic victim too much. You know, mm-hmm. and he wants to be like, I understand you, simple people. I too feel your pain. He does a lot of <laughs> yeah. that shit, and that's yeah. what always bugs. Because like, dude, you're so fucking talented. It's gonna yeah. overshadow everything. People are gonna yeah. forget about how ta- they're just gonna remember that you were a bitch. That's the real punching down, right? Where it's like, I get, I get you, nobodies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get it. It's okay, nobodies. I understand you. <laughs> that's punching down. That that's the real punching down. Yeah. The best thing about this is uh, there'll be no new faces this year at JFL. <laughs> Somebody said that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, but last yeah. year we had uh, Shane Gillis as a new face. Yeah. And, oh, dude. Everyone I spoke to, so uh, I see Shane Gillis at the festival last year. And uh, before I had seen him, people, because he did his new face uh, set, people were telling me, yo, have you heard of Shane Gillis? This guy fucking killed it. This guy was the funniest person there, this and that. So then I see Shane. I'm like, yo, you fucking killed it. You know, uh, good job. I heard good things. He was happy. He's like, oh, man, you know, nice to hear that. And then, like, an article came out, and I think I, I tweeted because I was pissed off. They spoke about everybody but him, and they spoke about, I think, a chick who I was told was shit, and then she was just talking shit about everyone backstage. So yeah. then I lost it. I was like, oh, man, I, I, can't, I can't hold it, and I got to tweet this. And that's why I was like, dude, yeah. everyone who saw this, who saw the set, said this guy was the best fucking comic. You don't fucking mention him. And then you mentioned pieces of garbage that were toxic backstage yeah you know and uh, then i saw him at one of the parties and he was uh fucking just a cool dude uh, but i was hoping he'd get something out of it because nobody said anything negative like dude this guy's fucking hilarious and then he got yeah. snl out of it and for me it was one of those you ever have those moments where you realize you're like oh shit i'm still there's certain people if you like them you're you're you're, you're gonna fanboy over them and i felt yeah. like it was a victory the second he got snl i was like all right it's fucking possible yeah i was super excited it took a day yeah. i think i was flying uh i think i was flying to texas I was doing a Crowder thing. And I think on the way back, I got on the plane. It was like announced. It was something big. And on the way, when I got off, my phone was full of texts. <laughs> I remember I was talking with Ali. And was, yeah, he lost it. Something happened. Uh, this, it, it took the plane ride for everything to just go sour. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's where I heard about that guy, that uh, that piece of Seth shit. Seth Simons. Seth yeah. Simons. I was like, who is this guy? And I looked up his profile, and he was a comedy journalist. You know what that yeah. is? That's a guy that couldn't be a fucking comedian. And they started criticizing everyone else that was funnier than him. That's what that is, a mm-hmm. comedy journalist. Yeah. And then I lost my show on Twitter again. I realized I'm just fighting with morons. But Shane didn't seem yeah. to care. No, Shane handled it uh, as well as anybody could handle it. You yeah. know, he just was like, all right, I'm just going to get funnier and better. And uh, he's killing it, man. He's chilling out at Doug Stanhope's house. Yeah, dude, he's fine. He's, but you yeah. know why he's fine? Because he, he was actually talented. He's a funny motherfucker. Mm-hmm. This other guy, Seth Simon, what is he doing? He can't be funny, so he's out there criticizing, waiting to find the next funny person that he wants to attack. Bowen Yang gets SNL, and he's like, I'm so offended by Asian stereotypes. That's all he does on SNL is Asian stereotypes. And that's all they used to always do. Yeah. It shades the fucking problem. Get out of here, dude. Hypocrisy. Anyways, I've kept you long enough from going and doing your shopping, bro. Um, This is great. I'm happy that you fucking did this, uh, and I'm excited for uh, everything that you're doing, dude. And American Etiquette on the 23rd of April. Uh, comes out. People can pre-order it right now. iTunes. Get it on iTunes. And it'll be on Amazon on the 23rd and uh, Google Play and all that shit. And it's a really good album, man. I'm very happy about it. Yeah? All right. And if they don't yeah. know, fucking 25 sets. 
which is critically acclaimed right now. Uh, yeah. Anybody that matters loves fucking what you did on 25 sets. First of all, just thinking of doing 25 sets in one night and then taping it to me is psychotic. Okay, the, the balls you. you have to have. <laughs> Something else. Uh, but yeah, so people got to check that out too. That's also on Amazon Prime and everywhere. And I think that's on iTunes as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's everywhere. Aaron Berg, Aaron Berg Comedy, uh, Aaron Berg Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, AaronBerg.com. Thank, Thank you, people, you, for checking this out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.